ANC veteran Dr. Snooki Zagadala was yesterday elected unopposed as the president of the ANC Veterans League. The ANC elders are holding their conference in Boxburg, east of Johannesburg. Now Zagadala was nominated for president alongside three others, including former ANC Treasurer General and Home Affairs Department Director General Mavusom Smang, all of whom declined their presidential nominations. Smang, however, accepted his nomination for the league's deputy president and was elected unopposed. The elective conference is set to end later today with ANC President Cyril Ramaphosa scheduled to give his closing address. Now, Veterans League President Dr. Snooki Zigalala joins us now on the line. Good morning to you, Dr. Zigalala, and congratulations. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Bongiwe, and thanks to uh, to your listeners as well. And good morning to your listeners. Good morning. And I wonder, how do you, for you, uh, you know, hope that this particular role is now going to change things and and you know just enhance the voice of the Veterans League even more? Well, I think <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's um, the the current Veterans League, which. Um, especially the leadership that has now been elected, and especially the branch delegates, the 467 branch delegates from nine provinces who were elected, who came to the conference. Um, I think it was very hard and difficult to have a structure of an organization because there was no structure at all. There were no branches at all. The provincial structures were not not working. The national structure was not working coherently. I think if with us, within these nine months, with the national task team that was appointed by the NEC, I would like to say thanks to the NEC for having appointed people who are credible, hardworking, and committed in rebuilding the Veterans League. This is what made us to be where we are, because uh, we made sure that in each and every province, except, uh, uh, case, uh, except Northwest, we went and and recruited veterans, people who were marginalized, people who were not being considered, and made them made sure that they come into the Veterans League because those structures were not there. We're not structures at all. There's nothing. You, know, you cannot run an organization if you don't have stru- a structure. And so I'm saying with the leadership that we are having now, we'll definitely be able to make sure that the voice of the Veterans League is heard and also to intervene authoritatively, as we say, in all matters that affect our integrity, integrity, dignity, and make sure that the ANC delivers on its mandate. That's what is important, because we cannot allow the ANC just to disappear on this earth uh, because of malfeasance, because of lack of service delivery, because of unscrupulous elements who infiltrated the ANC and uh, made it to what it is today. And I suppose then, you know, when, when you look at, at, at the ANC and what it's talking about when it comes to what it calls the, the process of unity and the process of renewal, and it's one thing that a number of people are saying it's still up for discussion. And I wonder what kind of voice then do you add as the Veterans League, just, you know, tallying off your last point there, because this is something that a number of people are saying it's 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 simply not possible looking at the current state of the ANC. No, I don't know what is up for discussion when we talk about unity and renewal, because by unitizing, unity, uniting and renewing the organization, it means that you have to change um, the, the character of the organization currently. We mm. as veterans, we it's clear in our documents that uh, we need to have lifestyle audits of all members of the ANC and all members of um, uh, of the NEC to find out exactly those who are rich, how did they get rich? Those who are occupying senior positions, especially at branch level, at uh, regional level, how did they get there? And so we are even saying that uh, uh, those who are found wanting within the organization, even if you have stolen a penny, 
they must be held accountable. And so, and also what we are saying is Veterans League is that we have to ensure that municipalities, especially these functional ones, are being saved and uh, we repair what we have what we have broken because all the dysfunctional municipalities were broken by by our, our own not our own people but people were deployed there by the ANC and there was no accountability and so as we are saying that we have to make by renewing the organization we have to make sure that this accountability accountability within this, our structures there was now no accountability everybody did as you wish as you wished and so that cannot be allowed and so I think renewing the organization to make sure that you have competent uh, committed, skilled uh, South African patriots who are going to work in government sectors. So when it comes to, you know, unity, part of what I mean about being up in the air is that if you still have more of the same, for example, you have an ANC Secretary General, um, you know, launching what appears to be an attack on a minister and says that you either move move with speed or we remove you and that means of course to the the minister of public enterprises praveen gordon of course we've seen what happens what happened even afterwards but just that alone a number of people started drawing inferences to say that doesn't appear then to still be this unity within the anc if you have an an anc secretary general speaking like this about a deployee of the party well, I think it was a slip of a tongue, to be honest with you. He, he did apologize at the end, at the, during the opening of the Veterans League's conference. He said he was not meant, meant to say that what he said. That is why he immediately issued a press statement saying that this is not what he, he meant. And of course, such, 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 um, such utterances should be avoided because it is true. Uh, we never held, as, as African National Congress, our deployees to account. We never call them to account to the National Executive Committee if they failed in implementing ANC policies. That is why in our manifesto that we, we, we published, and before we also published our manifesto, we said all the ministers must come and tell us why did they fail to implement our manifesto? Because this is what you promised our people. And it's those deployees who are supposed to implement those mani- manifesto. We must hold those ministers accountable. But you have to do it in a decent way, in a humble way, so that they, they must understand that they are there to do their, the job that they've been um, uh, deployed to do and nothing else. But we, we should not be reckless with words because it does not build the organization. And so I think the SG, when he addressed us, he apologized now, properly. It was a slip of a tongue in as far as we're concerned. Now let's talk about something else that he said, which we've also heard in the past from um, you know, the, the, the now national chairperson, Kudemandashem, saying that ANC veterans should not um, you know, vote at ANC conferences and that you should be above everyone else. And I wonder, what is, what is your take on that? Well, we still we have still <clears throat> not discussed it, and so and of course it does not on the, on, the, on, on our agenda. It's true they say we should not vote, but what is what is very difficult? It would be very difficult for us to see that an individual who's implicated in corruption, an individual who's impl- implicated in malfeasance, he managed to buy the conference, and he's the one who's going to take over. And so should we stand by? We try to advise. We try to say this cannot happen. And no one listens because currently money plays such an important role within the African National Congress. People are bought. It's a question of money. And so we are saying that we cannot stand back. We have to fight back. But even if you just sit and advise, you know, some people take your advice, some don't take your advice. And so if the bad person has bought the conference, what do you do? And so what do you do? 
we will say the best thing, let's vote the candidate who's principled, who's committed, who's in, uh, incor- incorruptible. That's what we'll do. And so that's a dilemma that we're facing as Veterans League because we, so, there are a number of conferences that have been bought and it's such a mess. But we are saying that we are not um, backtracking. We'll make sure that we fix it because so that, we never thought that yeah, we will we'll overthrow the apartheid regime, but we're committed to do that. And so the same thing with corruption, same thing with malfeasance, same thing with disunity. We think and we not think we are committed to ensure that we unite our country and we deliver on our set objectives as the veterans need. Kuzeni, it sounds like then you are still far from making sure that, you know, at ANC conferences, the outcome is seen as a credible outcome and not an outcome that could be seen as cast, you know, under some doubt, a cloud of doubt? Well, it's, it's, it's far, but it's, it's doable. It's far and it's doable. And we are saying that even in, at our conference, we made it clear that if any individual comes with money, um, record that and uh, make sure that that, we, that is recorded, that individual will be, it will be taken to the police and arrested. That's all that we have to do. And so we just have to set one example with those who are in, involved in, in vote buying. And so we are saying that even veterans, you told them you're not a member of another member. You join the organization as an individual because you're committed to its values, to its policies, and to, uh, to, to its principles. And so that, that, that's a problem that we have. And so with more political education, which we are going to work with the Oliver Tambo School of Leadership, especially Comrade Makura, we'll have to ensure that politics comes first that political education comes first. People should know that they've joined the organization because of their conviction in ensuring that we alleviate poverty amongst our people, we deliver on our, on our, set, on our set values, and also we deliver on our, on, our, on our objectives. And so political education is very, very important. We know that a number of people got elected, but when you ask yourself, how did they get there? What kind of a cadre do we have in the organization? It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And so mm-hmm. we are saying that have to fix that. And we are, I think the collective that we have now will definitely make sure that that happens. And I hope we speak again just about that very point of uh, the education and what, you know, what kind of form does it take? Because as you say, the quality of the, the, the CADA is quite an important one. But let me thank you for your time and congratulations once again. Um, and of course, uh, that was uh, Dr. Snuki Zigalala, who is now the Veterans League president, will also be in conversation um, with Professor Mlongo as we look at this particular issue and analyze it, um, you know, just to see exactly Exactly what are we seeing here as well as the EFF as well. But uh, let's pause for a second and check in with the, the news desk. Norman Lizo Mandela is standing by. Thank you, Bongiwe. In the headlines, EFF leader Gilles Malema has reiterated his stance that the party stands with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Addressing a packed FNB stadium in Johannesburg at the, F- at the EFF 10-year celebration, Malema again called on other BRICS member countries, India, Brazil and China, to boycott the summit next month in South Africa in solidarity with President Putin, who will not be attending in person because of the ICC arrest warrant. In other news, 
the head of the ANC Electoral Committee and former president, Kalema Motlante, says the running of the ANC Veterans League Conference has been smooth and befitting of the veterans. He was speaking to the media on the sidelines of the third national conference of the party elders in Boxburg, east of Johannesburg. And the city of Twane says it has been granted an interim interdict against striking workers by the Labour Court. Municipal workers affiliated with SAMU have been on strike since the beginning of the week over the non-payment of salary increases. Details on these and other stories at the top of the hour. Hashtag SAFM Weekend View. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Nomali. So now let's let's continue with looking at the Veterans League, but also looking at what happened in uh, FNB Stadium yesterday. We now have Professor Good Friday Mklongo, who's a political analyst from the Northwest University. Prof, good morning to you, and thank you so much for your time. You were listening in to the conversation with Dr. Snooki Zigalala, and I wonder, what do you make of the direction that he says the Veterans League is set to take now? Uh, good morning, Ben, uh, and the team, as well as the listeners of ASAFM. Um It's a very difficult one because every time I listen to either the justification for the creation of the league and, um, and its existence, uh, I wonder, in actual fact, why it came to uh, a point where it had to exist. Um, like you correctly pointed out in your questioning, um, it doesn't seem like there is a, a resonance within the ANC insofar as why the league uh, actually exists. Um, it doesn't have much of an impact. Remember, you must be 40 years in terms of your membership of the ANC uninterrupted for you to qualify to be a member of the Veterans League. Senator uh, Ramaphosa may not even qualify uh, as a pensioner to be a member of the league. So it is very difficult to get such members. Secondly, um, even if you gather all of them, like we have them now as veterans in the league, it is very difficult for them to find space in which to operate within, within the ANC. That is why you will have uh, issues of uh, should they vote, should we allow them to participate at branch level as, a, as an entity, or should they partic- participate as mere members in their respective branches and all of that. So it is a very difficult uh, uh, issue to understand in terms of why uh, the Veterans League actually exists. But I think I like the question uh, that you raised and also the answer that uh, uh, Dr. Zigalana provided um, around issues of, um, um, uh, for instance, lifestyle audits, uh, issues of uh, the cadre that they are lamenting about uh, of, uh, of the ANC. And uh, the answer was maybe we need to do more training, maybe we need to do more capacitation. I think that is exactly the area in which they should be focusing as veterans because it, it is basically a nice to have. It's like Nelson Mandela gathering former statesman in 2007 and say, please, let's try and uh, have an impact in the world. What impact can you have? Because your time has lapsed. You are a president, you are a prime minister, your time has lapsed. So it's just a nice to have a group of elders, but the impact is actually zero. Similarly with the Veterans League, they will have no impact in the, in the ANC other than to bring nostalgia as well as uh, uh, being that voice of conscience. But mm-hmm. no one will listen to them because, quite frankly, it is a group of pensioners who are just there, especially those that have nothing else to do, who are just there to raise issues, raise concerns, but no one actually takes them seriously.
And, you know, I, I'm hoping that one day on the show we get to have a conversation around this political school of the ANC and how many are actually affiliated to it and uh, who attends. Who attends and, and who and passes <laughs> those classes? <laughs> because, I mean, that is, that, is, that is an important discussion to talk about mm-hmm. because if there is a school, how many are there? And if you're still lamenting in 2023 about the state of your CADA, then is the school even achieving the desired result? But that's a conversation that you and I will have. Yes, indeed. We'll have that later. (laughs) We need to have that later at some point. But let's talk about what happened, um, you know, at uh, FNB Stadium Mm -hmm. yesterday. We we saw the EFF, of course. This is a party that a lot of, you know, ANC leaders dismissed it as a party that is formed out of anger and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, 10 years on, what were your reflections when you saw what happened yesterday? I think what we saw yesterday was, uh, I mean, it took them the whole year, I think, to plan uh, what we saw yesterday. And um, it was deliberately done because the EFF, since inception, um, it sought to, uh, to play into what we call the politics of spectacle. So in other words, for them, it is what people must see and what people must see uh, insofar as uh, their political program is. So what we saw yesterday was basically a display of exactly that. They wanted to show force. They wanted to show uh, to the South African public that they are a force to be record with. Uh, to answer the question around uh, their detractors today, uh, I'm sure they are eating a humble pie. But remember, filling a 90,000 stadium, a 90,000 90, uh, capacity stadium, is not a, a difficult thing, especially if you have a membership of one million who are committed and you have the resources. Because all it needs, all it takes is for you to issue a number of buses across provinces, across uh, your branches, so that your members get to a a central place. So that should not necessarily be a big issue because you have uh, one member, one million members on your books. So it should not, even uh, one province can fill a stadium. But you need people who are committed, you need resources as well to ensure that you carry them through. So what we saw yesterday was basically that display of force to say we are indeed a force to be reckoned with. Whether that will translate into anything material, uh, that is something that, uh, I mean, is yet to be seen, uh, Mazwane. Uh, <laughs> but uh, judging from the history, we've seen the ANC uh, doing the same thing uh, over and over. Uh, of course, until uh, fairly recently, where they are struggling to fill even a small stadium. Uh, it is not an issue of uh, membership not being there. It's not an issue of... Uh, people not being available. It's an issue of commitment. It's an issue of resources as well, uh, being commit, uh, uh, committed uh, sorry, committed to such that uh, people can get to the stadium. We've seen the ANC struggling at the level of resources. We've seen the ANC struggling in terms of ensuring that their members uh, are committed enough uh, to basically fill such stadium. So the EFF was just saying, look, we're here, and please uh, take us seriously. So it is a, a, it's basically politics... Of, uh, of spectacles and the ENC, uh, so the EFF excels at, 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 those, uh, at those politics. Jaman, it's going to be interesting to, to look ahead at the elections. Let me thank you for your time. <laughs> it's, going to, so it's going to be very interesting, especially when you look at the new formations that have been formed who are also feeding on this very same pond and they're fishing here with the same pond and, and there's the ANC in the pond and then there's a whole lot of them, Patriotic Alliance, everyone. But uh, we'll, we'll, of course, continue to have these discussions as we look ahead at the elections. That was Professor Goodfriend.
Friday Mplongo, a political analyst from the Northwest University.